The worst kept secret in the luxury social events industry is that businesses are developed through networking, referrals and word of mouth. RSVP puts all of you in the room and lets the conversations happen. We are a member networking community for the elite of the global wedding and party industry, producing symposium conferences, awards, networking theme parties, breakfast clubs, and now weekly member podcasts and much more. So welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With podcast. My guest today describes herself thus. I'm a first generation Australian, the first generation of women educated in my family ever. I was born during the, the civil war in a remote village in Northern Lebanon. My father is a philosopher, educator, and entrepreneur. My mother, the most creative and flamboyant person I know, a philanthropist at heart with a brilliant mind. From a young age, whenever we had an event, my mother would take us to the local seamstress to have a dress made. She wanted us to dress to impress always and allowed our imagination to run wild through fashion and art from a very young age. Education always came first and hosting guests a very close second. From the age of five, I was invited to weddings because I was the only one who could ululate in the family. And we'll come to that later. Young and old, somehow this gift was bestowed on me. So at weddings, I was often on stage with the band, dancing and ululating. I dreamed of being a teacher and that's exactly what I became until I had a greater calling. Wonderland came knocking. Welcome, Wendy L. Curie, all the way from Australia. Thank you so much for having me. Great introduction. <laughs> well, I wonder who wrote it. <laughs> I really do. Um, uh, now, it's about four o'clock your time in the afternoon. It's it's 7 a.m. in London, so I'm not quite up to doing these. So my... Um, uh, my dialogue may be a bit stilted at seven o'clock in the morning, but I I have had some food, so there we go. Now, tell me, Eula Late, I had to look it up in the dictionary, I'm afraid, even though I am in the industry and I've been for some time, I do learn something new every day. So can you tell us what that actually means? It's celebratory calling. It's quite popular in the Middle East, also in Africa, and it's uh -huh. generally done at weddings or when you're celebrating. And it's something that you either kind of can do it or you can't. And uh, I'm one of those people that can. I, I, I ululate from a very young age like a old woman from the village, I was told. Um, okay. My great aunties, uh, two of them are very well known in the entire region for being able to do this. And so, yes, it was discovered at a very young age that I could do it. And I actually have had my thyroid and my tonsils removed. And I remember when I had my thyroid completely removed and I had this huge scar across my, my throat and I was lying in the hospital bed and my mum walked in and she said, you know, because my mum's just a bit of a prankster, and she said, is she still going to be able to ululate at weddings at the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first question that she asked. So, um, yes, I still can, even okay. after all okay, of that. Okay, so can. Well, <laughs> well, do you want to give us a demonstration just to start off the proceedings this morning? I, I can, but I, I'm sitting between um, meeting rooms. But I'll do it. I, I'll do it quietly. It's the that and much louder normally. Wonderful. Okay, that's fantastic. It sounds a bit like a bird calling. It, it, it definitely is something calling. It's party time. It's the party. Well, if you ever hear me it's do that, it's time, time to get on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. Now, in that introduction, you didn't mention your own family in terms of what goes ahead rather than you mentioned what's what's gone beyond so 
just tell me about your current family at the moment. You have a husband. I have. And and you have some children. Now, how many children do you have, Wendy? I have five children. All under the age of? Ten. I mean, that is phenomenal. I always <laughs> say Wedded Wonderland is my first baby because I actually started Wedded Wonderland when I was pregnant with my first because I could no longer run around and do weddings. So I had to figure out what to do with all of this knowledge that I'd accumulated. And so that's how it all started. Okay. Well, to have five children is uh, under any age is, is, is a phenomenal achievement. <laughs> so that is, and, and run a successful business. Thank you. And also, um, I do think you are the best marketing brain in the wedding industry globally. So as well. So that's lots of feathers in your cap. Thank there you. Anyway. You were born in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. And so when did you leave Lebanon? So we left Lebanon when I was about two and a half and we okay. uh, went through Syria to Saudi Arabia and then back to Lebanon and then to Australia, to Melbourne, then to New Zealand, then back to Melbourne and then to Sydney. Okay. You've, you are a traveler. Can you remember anything of Lebanon from your childhood? I remember New Zealand bits and pieces. And when I went back to Lebanon, um, when I was a little older, it was kind of like I knew where I was, but I didn't. It was it was a very bizarre feeling. Um, and we went straight after the war had ended. So it was still very mm -hmm. fresh. Subsequently, now going back to Lebanon, it's a, it's a different world. But definitely after the war, it was an interesting place to be. And your father was a philosopher and educator and entrepreneur. So what did he actually do? Well, how did he earn his living? So my father, um, as as it were, during uh, the war, he was conscripted uh, at the age of 18 and he's one of 10 children and he served his one year and couldn't wait to leave Lebanon and start, I guess, his career. So he was the first uh, male actually to be educated um, in his family and largely in the extended community. And he went to Canada and he studied in Ottawa, um, civil engineering. And uh, had to translate everything from Arabic to French to English to be able to figure out what was going on and vice versa. And uh, he subsequently uh, then again lived in Saudi, worked in Riyadh, as many of the engineers in the region did at that time. And, uh, you know, came back, married my mum, and as it were, came to, eventually came to Australia, um, built a quite successful um, property and development business. And, uh, and then now he spends his time writing books and educating. He really enjoys, you know, and, and is, uh, it works within a community, I guess, of, of, of philosophers and poets who like to talk about things, talk about the universe and the nature of the way that we are. So wonderful, wonderful. And then your mother, did, did she look after the family? Did she work? Did she just take you to the, to the dress shop every, every so often? <laughs> so my mother uh, was married at the age of 16 which was very wow. common uh, at that time. And uh, she is, uh, like I said, very, I mean, from what you read, uh, very creative. My mother can paint, draw, sew, stitch, anything and everything. Um, and uh, so she is the creative. You know, I always say that I, I have my, my mum's heart and my father's brain, which is probably why I'm a bit the way that I am, <laughs> which is a blessing <laughs> and a curse, to be honest. I'm the only one of my siblings with that. She's also one of seven children, but she she really is the entertainer um, and is the, is the flamboyant, you know, one that would take me to vintage, vintage fairs at the age of 14 to buy, you know, a coat from 1962, which is where, where my passion for fashion definitely comes from and, and flair okay. for events as well, of course. Wonderful, wonderful. So, and in terms of your life now, you have five children under the age of 10, <laughs> you have a husband. 
and you have a very successful business. So, I mean, um, hats off to you from that because that is um, a considerable kind of achievement. Do you, but is is there a work life balance you have to do? I mean, you you must have superior organizational skills to to manage all of that. I think it's superior prioritization skills rather than organizational. I'm actually I get quite stunted when everything is very regimented. I'm not one of those people that can schedule in my day from start to end. I definitely like to have a bit of freedom because I mm-hmm. I like to go off the idea that, you know, generally speaking as an entrepreneur, you have to go with the feeling of, of and the economic times and the circumstances and which staff are working that day and which clients are coming on board and all of those kinds of things. So, but I do know how to prioritize and I've had to learn mm-hmm. that. And that's a skill that, uh, <laughs> yes, I've become a master at. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So let's just talk about, you got your creativity from your mother. Okay. Um, and do you have a favorite art form that you that you go to? Is it is it art, music, film, or something else? Look, definitely, I, I really feel it like uh, watching, watching a fashion show, attending fashion events for me is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most beautiful art form from a fashion perspective is the wedding dress. That's the ultimate. It mm-hmm. is the couture wedding dress that is designed. And so that's always been something that, you know, I remember there was a, a 100 year wedding um, exposition uh, 15 years ago before I was even in the wedding industry. And I jumped on a plane, went to Melbourne and then drove an hour and a half into Bendigo into a rural town to see these dresses because I just had to see them. So it, that's always definitely been there. And are you into music? I definitely am into music. Yes. So do you go to gigs? What What was your first gig that you went to? Quite a few um, concerts in my time. I remember when I was, just before I got engaged, actually, my partner took me to a Metallica concert. And that was definitely an experience because that was not, <laughs> would not have been my first choice. <laughs> he knew how to woo a girl, didn't he? He really like, did, yes. where am I? And I think it was, I think it was, a, let's see how she goes with this one. But I really enjoy, look, I think that, you know, music is really the expression of art through sound, right? So, and it really can, you can change someone's mood by playing a song. That's the beauty of music. Um, And so I've, I've been, yeah, to musicals, concerts, you know, I was in musicals as a child. I was actually auditioned I remember in a shopping center for Joseph and the Technicolor De- a dream code I don't know if you remember that sure, and I got through yes. to the finals and then my mum was like how am I going to manage this because she had five kids because I was always a bit of a dancer so I can dance um Latin salsa hip-hop all sorts of things so mm-hmm. see me on the dance floor one day James that's definitely my forte <laughs> I'm the backup dancer you can sing I'll, I'll dance <laughs> okay well um sadly you're not coming to Venice but you are coming to Istanbul I so am. um so we'll see you on the dance floor and maybe even ululating as well if if the if the time is right. Done. Who knows? Um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a special talent? Is it dancing or is it or is it something else? At a you know when you're amongst friends, it's a combination of the ululating and the dancing because well, that's when the that's okay. when the Middle Eastern comes out and you see the the belly dancing come to mm-hmm. play. So that's uh, <laughs> taking it to Wonderful. another level. <laughs> okay, so. You've had a very eventful life so far, and you're a young person. Well, compared to me, you are. So, in ten years' time, wh- where do you see yourself professionally and personally? Is it Wedding Wonderland is hitting even greater heights, or do you have a separate business you want to go to? Mm. Um, and then, personally, where do you want to be? Obviously, you'll have five children under the age of twenty. Then, yes, yes, which might be be a bit more manageable. I think with more time um, will come more responsibilities, which means that I'll. I'm very passionate about teaching and educating 
uh, small business owners in particular and those who are creative in particular on how to set up and sustain successful businesses. And so, you know, I've spoken, I think, in 10 countries and uh, and uh, that's really my gift. Yes, I have a successful business. Yes, I, you know, can do all sorts of things, but really is uh, the ability to be able to uh, set something up whereby I can reach the masses in terms of education, consulting, masterclasses. I think that is really going to streamline at some point mm-hmm. and scale to be able to give back everything that I've learned through the through this process. You'll be the Tony Robbins of our industry. <laughs> Hopefully. I've met Tony Robbins actually, so <laughs> I, won't, I won't make you walk on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so let's just go to your to your likes and dislikes. Um, um, so in terms of your favorite food, your cuisine, if you had a go-to dish or menu or or something what would you do japanese japanese mm-hmm. okay okay and can you make japanese or or would you go to a restaurant for that it's very specific yeah isn't it? i would go to a restaurant i think that the japanese are probably some of the cleanest eaters in the in the world and not to say that i mean i do love my you know hot chips you guys call them fries french fries but i do think that the japanese as we say in the creative world you know, to edit something to to perfection and to have it be simple and still magnificent is 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 an art form, and that is the Japanese cuisine for me. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so in your house you have a bar, and behind that bar is every drink in in the possible world, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, and there's a barman there saying, "Wendy, yeah. what do you want? <laughs> what do you order?" I'm such a typical mother when it comes to this, and it always is a wine. <laughs> I'll drink it in a in a wine glass, I'll drink it in a mug, perhaps in a and yeah. Any particular wine oh, I do, from I a do particular, like, particular part of the world? Yeah, a uh, New Zealand uh, Sauvignon Blanc for me is always mm-hmm. the way to go. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you have a dinner party. Mm-hmm. You have Mr. Nobu there making the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have um, the best Sauvignon Blanc from from Marlborough mm-hmm. uh, being served. Yes. And you have a dinner party and you can have anybody you want at the dinner party, alive or dead. Okay. Who would be there? Oh my goodness. This is, this is a wonderful question. I think I would probably have Mr. Albert Einstein. I would have Charlie Chaplin, uh, Marlene Dietrich, maybe uh, Oprah. And who else should we throw in the mix just to make it interesting? I've always been fascinated by Winston Churchill which is an interesting one, but definitely, yeah, some, someone who's, who's lived through that era and that, that I, I def, I, I'm a history teacher by quietly. So yes, I'm showing my. <laughs> All of those people apart from Oprah yeah. are sort of mid to Bygone. late 20th yeah. century. So they all lived through the same era. They so did, yeah. they would all have different perspectives okay. on it, uh, from, from building a bomb to movies to everything else. Yeah. So it'd be quite, that would be a very interesting dinner party. Okay. That would be very good. Okay. So what irritates you? What don't you like? What do you, what would you put into room 101? And no one's listening. You can be yes. as candid as you okay. want. Okay. So fine. what irritates yes, me yes. is when people are not transparent. Yep. So I feel mm-hmm. like, and this has taken me some time as well, but having the ability to be able to have an open conversation about hard things and difficult things and uh, putting everything on the table makes it a lot easier in the long run and it irritates Uh me when 
when, you know, people close certain things off because either they don't, they want to, or they don't know how to communicate that, or they don't feel like they need to. And it can, from a business perspective, can be detrimental. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Is that all? Uh, just, just, just one kind of person? Um, I'm very impatient. I'm one of those people that, as you would know, gets a lot done in a day. And I yep. have to learn that people work at different paces and there are different paces for different job roles and there are different paces for different types of people, but it does really, yeah, um, upset me when I know that something sh- that should have been done yesterday is still sitting there just because, just because. Just because it can't be asked. Yeah. Yeah. But then also another thing that really upsets me, which is the flip side to this is, um, I see the way that, uh, people treat, for example, the elderly. And I think to myself, well you know, that, you know, oh, come on, you're too slow or, you know, or not being helpful or not being considerate in that mm-hmm. type of context is really upsets me as well. Cause I think, you know, majority of people out there, um, can be helpful. So be helpful where you can be helpful because I'm one of those people that's always just trying to solve a problem and move on. <laughs> so <laughs> that's another thing that I just think, you know, if you can help, just do it. We all have to chill out. We all have to yeah. relax. What What do you do and where do you go when you just need to just get away from it all? I can't sit and have, a, you know, a facial for two hours or anything like that. I'm too antsy, which is uh, I need to move. So I'll go for a jog. I will go on a shopping spree. I just need to move. And that's how I clean my head. And I like like to dance, like to be around people. I, I prefer energy. And that's how I get to release my energy, I guess. I don't like to just sit still and do nothing. Do you have a holiday? Do you go on holiday? Do you go with the family or? Yeah, we do. Yes. Um, Look, majority of the travel that I do now is relating to work because when I can get away, I I have to prioritize work um, internationally. But, uh, you know, been to Fiji and Bali and other places with the kids and even just heading to the coast for a weekend is is wonderful. Just spending that time with them is uh is very precious, but holidaying for me is again, has to be prioritized into what does that actually look like? And where am I going to enjoy myself with the children where they're going to enjoy themselves as well? I think that's really important. One brand value of RSVP is naughtiness. Yes. Okay. And, and I've asked this an awful lot to people and actually very few people have actually given me an answer. <laughs> okay. So this, this, so if you don't give the answer, that's it. I'm not going to ask this okay. question to anybody else again. But what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? And there's no one listening, Wendy. There's no one listening. The naughtiest thing I've ever done? I could talk about the cra- like skydiving, like crazy things that I've done without the permission of, of you know. I mean, oh, that's okay. Yeah, yes, probably yes. skydiving at the age of the second I turn 18, not telling my parents and then giving them a <laughs> DVD to watch afterwards. And my grandmother who said, who pays <laughs> someone to get on a plane and jump out and this is just you know things like that yeah I definitely was more of a thrill seeker pre pre pre-children and how about an embarrassing thing has there been a moment when you just wanted the the ground to open up you know it's funny my my daughter actually today had 100 days of kindergarten and she had to dress up as a grandmother and she was like I don't look good I don't like this I I want to look pretty whereas for me it really takes a lot to embarrass me because I can be, I prefer to be silly. I prefer to be around people who are a bit quirky and just let go. But embarrassing, I don't know, probably saying, calling someone the wrong name or sending an email to, you know, in the middle of the night responding to one person as opposed to something else, something along those lines, like professionally where I go, oh my God, did I just do that? Something along those lines would be embarrassing to me as a professional. 
myself personally, I'm happy to do anything. <laughs> I really embarrass easily. <laughs> and is there anything you want to get off the chest? Is it a confessional? Did you, in terms of all your siblings, did you do something uh, and, and then they took the blame for it when you were young or, or oh. something else? Is there a... Think of yourself as a lapsed Catholic at the moment and you wanted to just... Oh, yeah. I I'm, used to... Um, I'm the priest in the I box. I used to wait for my parents to go to church on a Sunday and I'd take my father's eight-seater, which is why I know how to drive big cars, land cruiser, and drive my, my siblings up to get some food from the local cafe and then go visit a couple of <laughs> people and come back before they came home from church. So I used to do things like that. <laughs> and, and how old were you then? 16, 17. Okay, so you could just about drive. Probably. Yeah, I was I was learning yeah. how to drive, but I, I would take the big the biggest car out because I'd throw my siblings in. We couldn't fit in the five seater, so <laughs> and then we'd want to pick up some friends and some cousins, and you know they'd always be yes. So. So you you're a joyrider in your parents' car. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. We're coming to the end of our session oh. today, which is it's twenty something minutes, okay. which is um um about the norm, but um I. I'd love this to continue because you are such a phenomenal person. So, thank you, Wendy Alcuri, impatient superwoman, Eula Later, disliker of opaque people, and a skydiving joyrider. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to this RSVP podcast. If you'd like to go onto our mailing list or join RSVP, then please go to our website at rsvp.club or email me at james at rsvp.club. Please keep your feedback coming and speak to you all next week.